Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. How was that ride? You said the morning this morning that ride was... It was cold. <laughs> yeah, it was... I mean, I, I had, you know, had this this on in a coat and... uh but I, I meant to get gloves before I left the house, and I forgot them. So by the time I got to the shop, my hands were ice. But it was okay. It wasn't, you know, this is my kind of weather. Oh, yeah. So if, if I'm sure. freezing, I'm happy. So that's, it was, I swear, that was good. Man. When, when I found out you, you rode a bike to work, yeah. I was like, damn, man, it's freezing that cold outside. <laughs> man, what are you doing? I'm sorry if I just kicked um, man, yeah. I was like, hell, let me give you a ride, bro. Let me save you some time and effort, man. Hell. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to do that for a while and I just didn't, you know, I <laughs> today's the day. Just, I would, I just been lazy about it and didn't, didn't do it. So what and about the traffic going? I traffic mean, was, you got to watch yeah, all the time, but especially at night, yeah. uh, I had on the, on the way back, I was, I was right at the entrance to, uh, the old Fred's. And this jackass in a monster truck mm-hmm. saw me. I know he saw me because he slammed his brakes on and then just took off. Just cut right in front of me. I was like, okay. So that's how it's going to be. Here All we right. go. We're going to yep. roll the dice tonight. Cool. So <laughs> I just cut up into the parking lot and went back. back. Just went through the parking lot until it got it got out on the other side. But um, you got to watch because well, they don't. That would have been my one apprehension about riding a bike from where you live to, to your shop. Mm-hmm. It's just the amount of traffic that's yeah. in that. Well, it's it's less than a mile. Yeah, uh, to from my house to the shop. That's that's crazy, man. It seems like it's it's it would be longer. Yeah, it it does. Especially, man, if you were walking it. Damn, you'd think it was more than a mile. Yeah, definitely walking it. Well, the yeah. closer you get to your shop, the closer you are to like the fast food places everything, and the yeah. factory and everything yeah. else. And you know? like, I don't even I don't even know how many drive ways. You you cross going that route. Yeah, I mean it's probably upwards of twenty. Yeah. I would think you know counting the little multiplex there and all the little shops on the side. But yeah, you definitely got to be. You know, it's not as bad in the morning because most people are already where they're going to be at work. But you don't open but, like ten or something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I left. I left the house this morning at like I think it was nine thirty, and I was. Of course, it only takes about seven minutes for me to get to the shop on yeah. a bike. Was this your first? Bike day? Uh, th- yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the first time I've actually biked to the shop. So, yeah, I'd want to do it during the summer when it's at least a lot longer. Yeah, you know that'd be my yeah. That's that's probably what I'll end up doing. At least wait till you know time spring. changes. Yeah, yeah I'll wait till the spring or something. I don't want to be out fighting four by fours. Not when it's already so, dark it's outside. A losing battle. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight I got the boys back in here for for another round. I got a harpoon and jut here. I came bearing illegal weapons, handed those out for Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you. <laughs> now, I really want to do it for a, a thank you. I mean, we're almost a year in now, um, and uh, y'all have been with me for the majority of it, really. So that's the way I want to say thank y'all. For all, all you all dedicate your you know, volunteering your time every other Monday night. Been fun. Yeah, it's been very cool. It's been. <laughs> I got them switch blades. <laughs> so now we've got, or as I call them, the adult fidget spinner. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll sit there at night at work when I'm slow, and there's flip, 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 popping that blade in and out. <laughs> and it's got a, um, it's got a fail safe, so I mean, it will stick you if you like, hold it against you and hit it. But if it's once it hits something, it uh, disengages the blade, and so you have, to, you have to pull the blade out to get it back on track, yeah. and then you can, then you can bring it back in. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. I just want to give you a heads up so you wouldn't like, oh, my blade's broke. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> try to gig this guy. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's your week been going? Or last week? How was how was your last week, Harpoon? How how will happen with you, man? You know, just still battling the labor shortage at work. Um, but you know that's almost becoming the norm now. Um, as unfortunate that is, but um. I don't know, man. Socially, uh, man, super fun week, uh, super fun couple of weeks, really. Uh, Miss Alabama and I, she came up um, last weekend, and uh, <clears throat> we went to a couple of parties. Um, one of my buddies uh, had the uh, one of the UFC fights on. Okay, um, we're going to talk about that here in a bit too. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was real fun, and then um, late night we went and saw some other people. So, uh, introducing her around, you know, and, uh, so that was a lot of fun. That trip was, it's, you know, we always have a lot of fun, but like the next day when we started playing cornhole, you know, competitively out there on the, the back deck, um, so me just being kind of a goofball, man, you know, I can throw with either hand and, uh, <laughs> couple games into it you know she's like all right now start throwing with your right hand now i mean you know come on now i mean because she thinks i'm trying to try to cut her some slack yeah you know or or something she definitely wants to win on her own which i love i like that i like that um but i was just like okay man that's fine but the next game we have to throw both of us have to throw with our left hand of course first thing out of her mouth i can't do that i can't blah blah and and i'm I'm just like how do you know you know i mean what how do you know you, maybe you can try the next three games in a row. She literally stomped my ass left handed, lower left handed, just bang, bang, bang. And I'm all like, damn, whose idea was this? And you know, she's like, yeah, I didn't know I could do it until you said something about it. I was yeah. like, whatever, man, <laughs> whatever. Well, good deal, man. It's not like y'all are still having a good time. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And she's her daughter's birthday is, uh, Today or yesterday? What was it? Uh, I, I think that um, they had her. They had her spend a night party last night. And they all went to the movies today. So okay, yeah. happy birthday to Little Miss Alabama! Mm-hmm. If you hear this, mm-hmm. happy birthday, Joe! What all happened with you this week, man? Anything? Anything crazy? Not really. Had a pretty decent week at the shop. Awesome. Um, followed by one of the worst Mondays ever. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, but <laughs> you uh, a rough one today. Yeah. Oh man. Ugh. Horrible. But uh, yeah, went well. Had a decent, decent showing. Good deal. But that was pretty much my week. Didn't do a whole lot. You came over last night and we yeah. had Christmas together. Had had some dinner. Yeah. Yep, that was good. Yeah, we still. That's why. I, that's why I rode my bike to work today. <laughs> work off that trifle. <laughs> yeah, work off that seventeen <laughs> pounds of chocolate. Oh my god! Whipped cream. Tate <clears throat> made made a like a brownie trifle for the oh, dinner. Shit. I was like. Trust that travel man is pretty good. Got a big old sco- scoop out. He took a bite, went, 
that's rich. I'm like, yeah, it's brownies, chocolate pudding, and Cool Whip. What do you think? Oh, and, and Heath Bar. Crushed oh, yeah. up Heath Bar. Yeah, diabetes had a flavor. <laughs> the flavor yeah. of diabetes. That was it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, my work week was uh, really good. I mean, it was nothing, nothing crazy going on. This time of year, is, is, this next week is going to be super slow. I shouldn't have said that shit. Uh-oh. I'm gonna be kicking my own ass oh, now. Um, no, it's cut. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll cut that out. Um, at the week leading up to Christmas, they're sending everybody home from the hospital they can because they want people to be able to go home for the holidays, unless it's something that's they need life threatening, got to be done. They're not gonna be in the hospital. So at most no, most Christmas. Eve, Christmas Day, and then all the way to New Year's is super quiet except for trauma. Hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just, there's very little surgeries going on, right? Unless it's something just like a, like a heart bypass, it just has to be done, hmm. you know? So, um, this past week at work, it was just really cool. Only had to go like on extra runs, maybe one or two nights. And oh, it's one of them. It's just one hospital, a smaller hospital, and they're overnight person. It doesn't matter if I get there at 10 p.m. or at 4 a.m. She is always eating. She's sitting in the break room putting <laughs> something into her face, and it don't matter when I get there. She's, it's not like I get there like always like right when she's having her. No, no. It's always dinner time for her, apparently. Crazy. She's always eating. Not even great. Sitting down having a meal, sandwich, soup, there's something in Tupperware. It's not like she's just like sitting there eating some chips. No, no, she's having a full on meal. Okay. And so, uh, uh, one of the guys I work with, like, we need you to go to this hospital because your first stop's going to have, at the lab, they're going to have units for you to take to them. Cool. No big deal. It's not, but like, uh, maybe 30 minutes from our center to this place. It's an hour round trip at most. I'm like, cool. And so I went up there, my first stop at the lab, got the units for him, came back, went to the hospital. I got there about 1130. Sure as shit, she's sitting there eating a damn sandwich when I walk in. I'm like, here's your blood later. So I leave, and at 3 a.m., they put in a, a ASAP order for two platelets. I was like, all right. So I'm. Packing up two plates to get down there to them. Get there, walk in. She's sitting there eating fucking soup. If I'm lying, I'm dying. So I know, I know, I know now that she eats all night long. Wow. It's all she does is eat. There's, I mean, I went, I got there six hours between stops or five hours between stops and she was still eating. Come on. That's very coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So now I know she doesn't nothing but sit there and eat all night long. And she's not a big a big person at all. But yes, I was like, so I got here within five hours of each other. She was eating full meals both times. Wow. Okay, lady. Yeah, on that tapeworm diet. And then I walk in. Yeah, I walk in and she goes, "What are you doing here?" I said, "Did you not put in?" A, I started questioning myself. Is this the right hospital? I said, did you not put an ASAP order for two platelets? 
Well, yeah, but I told the doctor you wouldn't you wouldn't be here later on today. I'm like, no, not when you ordered ASAP. This is the night we had all the tornadoes and ships going through. It was like Friday night. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, so when I got back from, from my my lab stop, I was getting everything knocked out early. So when the shit hit here about you know four or five in the morning, mm-hmm. I would be where I was supposed to be. And so, yeah, she's like, oh, bless your heart, having to get out here in the middle of all this. Well, you're the one that did it. Yeah, I mean, right. So, I mean. It seems like, I mean, that everybody needs to get like a, maybe a a, a handout or something, you know, to remind them that, yeah. hey, if ASAP means like, hey, stop, dropping. We've roll. done this training nonstop for them. Yeah, it's a training. That's what kind of what I was getting at. We, we've done this numerous, they get a yearly, they get a yearly refresher from us too. And they just they just willy nilly order whatever they do. You know, I had a hospital put in an order because on a lot of our orders, you can or on all of all of our orders, you can put in comments in in your order. They order it all online, and so I had one hospital order something the other night, stock, and it had a comment on it. Well. It, if it's not a yellow or red order, if it's not ASAP or stat, I don't even look at it. You know, cause that's just, I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And so they put that order in. Well, I'm like counting down the minutes to leaving. You know, it's like 530. And they call, and they're like, are we getting that order tonight or this morning? And I said, only order I got from you is a stock order. I put in the comments. We needed it as soon as possible. And I said, too bad. You need to put it in ASAP then. Well, our supervisor don't like, don't like us putting in ASAP orders. I'm like, well, then you're not going to get it ASAP. Yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> he don't like paying that fee. So I mean, I, I was like, you give it like if you want to put it in ASAP now, it'll be the, it'll be there probably in about five hours. Well, he has a sign off on that stuff. So, well, I don't know what to tell you then. Sorry, I ain't losing my job over it. No. My boss has told me, told me if it's stock. You don't take it. My job is to be there for emergencies, you know? And so I was like, well, that's between you and them. I'm, I'm doing my job, you know? Yeah. Other than that, it was a cool week. Uh, everything went really well. Uh, talking about UFC earlier, Amanda Nunez failed, man. Who was, you say she's probably like the best female fighter pound for pound yeah here um yeah the last few years she's definitely been dominant and <clears throat> a couple of weight classes and uh <clears throat> excuse me she's um she's real tough now um did she, did she beat rousey i'm almost positive was she the one that ended her career with that that high leg kick she she that not like leg no, kick, that kicked her in the head that yeah that was um holly home okay yeah Holly Holm did that, um, but I'm I'm almost positive that Nunez beat Holmes. Yeah, Holly Holm. Um, she's beat everybody here, basically, man. In those two weight classes. Um, the little lady, man, that that she fought is a very pretty lady. Mm-hmm. You know, when when whenever she's dressed up and stuff like that. But you know, when when they're both in fight mode, they've got the the braids tight to the head, and they both look similar. You know what I mean? They both have that fighter look. Um, Juliana uh, Pena was her name. But yeah. Yeah, the woman bitter. Yeah. Now, uh, leading up to 
the fight. Um, and, and I mean, I'm sure you've probably read all the articles and know all about it, but she was a big underdog. Oh yeah. And I know she, I know she was the sports book anyway, from what I saw. Yeah. What was it? Six fifty. It was, yeah, it was something like that. Um, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she, but, but everybody that had fought her had talked about how hard she hits, how much power she generates, ma'am, um, and stuff. Uh, but the, I thought that there was a, a significant size difference. I thought Nunez was, um, was, uh, much bigger. I thought so. Um, you know, some of the folks, man, that were around us with the, with the fights, uh, of course, man, it was, um, everybody was pretty much, you know, thinking Amanda Nunez was going to be, you know, just blow through her. Uh, there was a couple of, a couple of guys that were talking about the, um, the bets and how they'd put, you know, they'd put some money on it just, just for, you know, just there was, because there was so much odds against it yeah, and stuff. Uh, I could tell pretty, uh, close to the first of the fight when, um, when they very first kind of started really kind of swapping punches, how, uh, Amanda was, she looked caught off guard or she looked like she was apprehensive, not committed to the fight or not, or not, not aggressive, not, not a, well, yeah, kind of more, more laid. I think she was overconfident. Oh, okay. You know, and, and she wasn't used to getting hit. Like, like this little gal that she was fighting, man, she was, she was plowing into it. Now she was taking some, she was taking some hits. Amanda was hitting her, you know, but she was definitely plowing back in. And I think that's what caught Amanda off guard that she wasn't, she's she used stopping. to, she, she's used to being the one man to push the aggression and have everybody kind of backing down and waiting to get, get some in, you know, when, when this another little lady, man, she wasn't taking it, man. She was taking a few and passing a few and taking a few and passing a few and, and, uh, I don't know. It's a very exciting fight. I, I saw the finish uh-huh. and that was Rear naked choke. I mean, she put it. She worked it. Worked it in perfectly. You know, yeah. got her back and just sunk it in. Um, it looked. Yeah. It looked like uh, Amanda was a little bit out of shape, or or didn't have the stamina it would take in order to really go the distance. Go the distance. Yeah, yeah. hard. I think she kind of it. It just. Outside looking in, you know, it, it looked like she was very confident that she was going to go take this little lady out pretty quick. Didn't look like she had trained for a five round fight, championship fight. Um, and I think, I think she just came in overconfident, man. This little gal just caught her off guard and right place, right time and choked her that little ass out. Yeah. I saw a video this week. You remember Crazy Horse Bennett? Is it Bennett? Crazy, I think it was Crazy Horse. He, he fought in pride. A lot. Him and Vanderlei Silva used to always get into it and shit. Um, kind of a, a smaller black guy. Had, had gold teeth on the front. Um, Just a, a hell of a fighter. Quentin Rampage Jackson? No. This guy's name was Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse. I think it's, let me look it up right quick. I think it's Crazy Horse Bennett. Crazy Horse Bennett. I don't know. Those pride fights, dude. Those guys, they used to they they wouldn't think nothing about soccer kicking somebody while they were down. I mean, a lot of those Brazilian guys or, or yeah. whatever. Charles Crazy Horse Bennett. Let's see, I can see the. Remember him at all? I don't know that I remember. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Maybe I've seen him. Yeah, he's 
Some guy was, there's a video got put online. Some guy was talking shit to him, not knowing who he was. <laughs> and he turned this guy into a fucking pretzel. Just had him, had him tied up, rolling around on the ground with him, just slapping him around. The, the, the guy was like twice his size, but he's not a big guy. You can, you can see him. He's yeah. kind of a smaller guy. He rolled this, he rolled this guy up, had his legs, had his hands between his legs and had, had him in some kind of, Go go plot the choke, and it was just just toying with a motherfucker. <laughs> the guy was trying to get away, but he's like a like a damn spider monkey got a hold of you. And he he just had this guy roll, slapping him on the forehead, rolling him over. The guy was trying to get away. He just grabbed him, pick an ankle. Down he'd go, and he just roll him back up. Damn, it, it was, I need to get the video to show it to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, crazy horse. Uh, we salute you, my man. Uh, he's he's just he's a maniac. Then Jake Paul and. and Tyron Woodley fought again, and Tyron went night night yeah. on that big right hook. Did you see it? I, yeah, oh yeah. Did you see it? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> it wasn't no stumble. Jake Paul hit him, and he was he landed on his face. He oh, was yeah. out. Yeah, there, there's a lot of different. I mean, when you when you look a little bit more <clears throat> at that at both fights, it 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 just looks like man, there's just so much of a money grab type of thing you know going on i'm not really a woodley fan um to me he's way more hype than talent of course man he was talented enough he was legit though he was a champion but yeah to be a champion he was legit enough to be a champion but man once he started once he got once he reached his peak he fell like all the way really quick and it just like his mouth kept him in these fights you know um but yeah, man, that that I mean, he took a heavy right hand, you know. And and there's there's people out there that say, you know, when you watch it, uh, you know, how at that moment, you know, he drops his glove to maybe um block a body shot. Block a body shot yeah. or something like that. Uh or it was just rigged or whatever. I mean, there was a spot, there was a place in the in the fight that um Woodland, I mean, uh Woodley pretty much just kind of flipped him over onto the ground. Did you see that? Uh-oh. Yeah, Jake Paul came in over the top and kind of, and Woodley was kind of bent down. So, and Paul was kind of putting his weight on him. Woodley just stood up and just kind of shook him off and kind of made, you know, I don't know. It's just so, so much hype, you know. What was the, uh, who did that? Oh, you know who Pat McAfee is? Do you know who he is? He was a punter for the Colts back when, um, like Peyton Manning and, Reggie Wayne, all the big guys, like in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. He's had a, a show on YouTube, the Pat McAfee show, with him and A.J. Hawk, who played for the the Packers back in the day. Uh, but it's mostly Pat for the first part, and then I think A.J. comes on halfway through, and they, they talk more NFL type of stuff. But it's like a sports talk show. And Pat's just a, a lunatic to begin with. He's, he's always been a character, you know. And so he's when he... He announced that he's like, got a big announcement tomorrow. Big announcement coming up tomorrow. Everybody was going to want to hear this. It's it's a big announcement, you know. So everybody was like, "Oh God, did he did he sign a deal with somebody to you know, do the ESPN or or Fox? Did he sign a, an actual deal?" He's been doing this all on his own. Uh, FanDuel is one of like his big sponsor. They sponsored the show, and so the next day they put out this video, like a seventeen minute long video. He kind of recounted, you know, what he went through. He said, you know, I retired from the NFL early, and people told me I was crazy. Um, said I was too young to be retiring. Um, 
but you know, it was time for me to, he wanted to write a book, but he really, why he quit. What he really wanted to do was write a book. And, um, he said, uh, got out. He said, I put my agent out trying to get figures. Hey, they want a punter to comment on NFL, <laughs> you know, ESPN. Pfft, no, no Fox. They don't want a punter yeah. talking about football. You yeah. know, you're sitting next to Terry Bradshaw or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they had legends and they have Pat McAfee, the punter, you know, which Pat was a hell of a punter. He was, he was great. Um, he's like, nobody wanted me, you know? So I decided, you know, I'm going to cut out my own little slice. Everybody who works for me are his friends and they all quit their jobs to come work for Pat in this little startup show he was doing. He's like, you know, I lost a lot of money that first year <laughs> paying salaries, trying to get this thing going. FanDuel came along, offered offered a sponsorship. He took it. He said, you know, um, my contract was running up with FanDuel. And we started talking again about the next contract. And he said uh, they had some shakeup going at FanDuel in leadership. And uh, they sent a guy to talk to me. And we did not get along at all. And he said, I sent the guy home. And he said the next day, the big lady from FanDuel came to Indianapolis to see him. And she's like, you'll never see that guy again. From now on, it's just you and me. You come to me with problems. Huh. And uh, they offered him a new contract. And he didn't say how much it was. It's going to leak. I'm not going to say how much it was. But from the leak I heard, it was four years for $125 million. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Four years for 125 minutes for doing a podcast? It's, it's a YouTube show. YouTube show? Holy shit. Yeah, but he didn't say it in the video. But he's kind of recounted, you know, what all they went through to get this thing going. He's like, but you know what it's, it's time for? It's time to give back. I grew up in, I think it was called uh, Plumborough, uh, Pennsylvania. He lives close to Pittsburgh. I think it's where it's close to. He said, because uh, he was going to be a professional soccer player. That's what he was aiming for. He didn't start playing high school football like his junior or senior year. Start kicking. He said $200,000 to uh, the Plumborough soccer team. You know, I played Little League football there. $200,000 for them. Little League baseball, I didn't play it. Give them $200,000. He said, I contacted uh, Plumborough High School and I want to talk to the principal. He's like, how can I set up a something where the school board can get their hands on it. I want to set up something just for the teams. $2 million for a trust so these sports teams from his old high school can pull money from without having to get approval through the school board or anybody else. It's just for the teams. And he's like, you know, I played played football at University of West Virginia. Our coach there, um, he's, he's always – Give back to the community. Give back to the community. Give back to the community. He said, across the road from from the uh, the stadium in the Blackburn, is that where West Virginia plays at, I think? I can't remember. Across the street from the stadium, the Children's Hospital. million dollars for that. He said, then I got drafted. I went to Indianapolis. He goes, and there were some guys on, on the Colts team that should have been nice to me that were. They, they welcomed me in, brought me into the team. Peyton Manning's got a children's hospital in, in Indianapolis. million dollars for them, too. And one of the guys in the defense has got like a, a program to get uh, underprivileged kids to like football camps and stuff. Gave him like a million dollars 
for his thing. There's like a home for abused kids there close to his studio. Gave them like $500,000. Pat's got a, him and his wife started a foundation called Further Brand, uh, which helps people pay the cost of for canine cancer. Because he had a dog that died from canine cancer. He saw about how expensive it was. Put like half a million into his own foundation to get that funded some more. And he's and like the guy who was like filming it. One of his he didn't know what, what it was. Only people who knew about this was Pat and his wife. Holy shit! And so the guy filming it works for him. Like his hands were like shaking, you know. <laughs> so he's like, he's, he's he's like this guy here. He goes filming this. His hands are shaking now. He don't know what's going on. He said, "All the guys that work for me sacrifice so much. The family sacrificed so much. You know, he said they quit their jobs to come work for me. And it's hard being married to somebody who's always on their phone." 24 seven trying to get the next, trying to scoop the next sports, you know, the next sports uh, story. And he said, these guys have worked so hard. $250,000 bonuses for all of them. Damn. And then he's like the mom and dad. He was, you know, he's, I grew up poor. He said, I, I grew up in a house with like 700 square feet at the bottom of a hill of a hilly town. He said, my parents remortgaged their house six, seven times trying to pay for me to go be in sports. He said, you are both millionaires now. It's your, it's yours, you know? So pretty much he like, just gave money to uh, everybody. You know, and that's, isn't that what you want to do in, in life? Get to a point where you can help people yeah. out around yeah. you, you know? Yeah. So cheers to Pat McAfee. Yeah. Fucking awesome, man. Um, Piece the hell out of giving it to strippers. I don't know. <laughs> Let's give him back. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, uh, the Urban Meyer thing. So if we're on sports, you know who Urban Meyer is? He was, he was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I say was, because he got fired at 2 a.m. the other day. <laughs> Damn. You know, he was like the shit back in the day at Florida. Like when Florida was Tim Tebow, all those guys there, it was, Urban Meyer. He you know, then he went to Ohio State here recently, and got. I don't know if he got fired. He just left after the tattoo gate yeah. came out. Yeah, the players were getting free tattoos from tattoo shops, and he went. He knew about it, wasn't reporting it, which oh, is, which is a big no no. He got hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this uh, <laughs> has been a clusterfuck from the time he got there. Um, I think like a week. Week five or six this season, they played maybe in Cincinnati. And he's got a uh, restaurant there. And so instead of flying back with the team, he said, I'm going to stay here and hang out at my restaurant, which is, I mean, I've never heard of a coach not flying back with a team. I mean, that's, you go as a team, you come back as a team, you know. And so he stayed, stayed over in Cincinnati, I think, that night. And the next day, there was videos of him like, Trying to finger bang some twenty-two-year-old girl on the dance floor, um, oh, and here he is, like a strong married Catholic man, talks about God all the time, you know. So that came out, and Don't then, they go down at his restaurant. His restaurant. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> that's bad all the way around. Everybody's got a fucking camera in their pocket now, right? Why would you even try to do something like that? And then uh, it came out this past week. That Josh Lambeau, who's always been a really good kicker. I mean, he's not not he's no sh- he's no slouch at kicking. Um, he reported to I guess 
up the guys in the union or whatever. He was stretching one day. It was like in a lunge position. Urban comes up behind him and kicks him in, in the in the uh, like hamstring and goes, make your kicks. And he said, don't ever fucking kick me again. He said, let me tell you something. As long as I'm the head coach here, I'll kick over the fuck I want to. He said, to a grown-ass man said that shit. And so Urban Meyer, uh, he, got, he got fired. He's gone. Damn, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine kicking somebody, another grown person, and saying, I can do whatever I want to? Yeah. That girl's about to own a restaurant, too. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, Urban Meyer fucked up this week. Um, oh, I was, I was telling, telling Jut last night. I went down the, the YouTube rabbit hole this week, and somehow I got suggested a video. It was called, Watch Phil Hellmuth Blow Up for 110 Minutes. <laughs> it was a 110-minute long compilation of him playing in the big game, uh-huh. that, sh- that show, and him just losing his shit over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> and people who don't know, Phil Hellmuth is like known as like the brat of poker. If he don't win, he has to have a 15-minute cool down so he can go over and talk about how dumb the person was for being in the hand. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is, is, is Tony G just putting the fucking needles to oh, him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tony G, man, he's a... He, I love watching him and Phil. He's a man. shit talker. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, incredibly good. I mean, they're they're both really good poker players. Um, Tony G is is uh, more of a cash game guy. Yeah, and Helmuth, Helmuth, I'm almost positive won two bracelets this year. Uh, at, at least one. Has he got the most. He's ever got the now? I think it's like sixteen bracelets or something crazy. I mean, yeah. But for sure, for sure, man, he's got he Helmuth does hold the record for bracelets. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's always been one of those little, you know, whiny ass. Always. You know, always. And that's kind of his deal. He knows that's his deal. So there's a lot of times, you know, where you'll hear him talking about, hey, hang on, man. I've got to throw, you know, I've got to, I've got to do this. The reason why people tune in is to see me throw a fit or talk shit or whatever, which I don't know, man. I mean, just, <laughs> I'd love to be around them fuckers, man, you know. <laughs> Back in the day, whiny bitches, man. Hell, that was that was good stuff. My my favorite things when we used to play a lot of live games together uh-huh. here locally. This this is what happened every time because me and you both play kind of play kind of conservative, but when we have a hand, we get our money in, in the pot. Yeah, you know. And so, whenever I saw Harpoon put a bet in, I'm like, oh, some action here. If he, he's in, he's got something, and probably eight times out of ten. The person would fold out because Harpoon would would bet so aggressively because he had he had a hand, and every damn time when they were folding their cards, a person would say, "What'd you have?" and "What would you say?" Pocket threes. Pocket threes. <laughs> every fucking time, I got pocket threes. And so one night we were playing. Do you want to talk about? <laughs> one night we were playing at this this like backroom cash game. And I was sitting, I don't know if I was sitting right next to you or a chair in between us. And this little shit was in there. He goes in and run his mouth every time. And it was this, it was harpooning this kid one-on-one. Harpoon ran the kid out of the pot. And the kid goes, what'd you have? Harpoon says, 
pocket threes. And that kid said, well, then show them them, motherfucker. And then <laughs> turned over pocket threes. <laughs> I thought the damn roof was going to come off the place. <laughs> Everybody was rolling laughing. Because he'd already said it four or five times that night. But when he turned them over, man, everybody just lost their shit. Yeah. And that particular hand, man, he had me the whole way. I I did have pocket threes, and and, and pocket threes were absolutely no good. Um, and and it was it was incredibly funny, man. It definitely that was definitely one of those times, man. I, I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. I had to leave. I was laughing so hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> shit, good stuff. Uh, I got a question for you. I never, I've I've heard, I've seen, I think I've seen you do this before, but I didn't know what it was. What the fuck is a straddle? You're playing poker. All right. So a um, so whenever you have the and hold them, you have the blinds, the right. small blind and the big blind, and the big blind turns out to be the minimum bet, and the small blind is is half. half. It's a half bet. So if you want to straddle, uh, the 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 person right to the left or the next to act from the big blind, the first one under the gun, has the option. To straddle, and it's called a Mississippi straddle. If somebody else, any anywhere around the table, wants to do it, you know, I mean, this guy over here, that guy could do it, but this guy has the first option, um, and it's basically just a double. It's a blind double of the uh, big blind. So, okay, if so you're, you're playing like a one-two game, so you you're, ra- you're raising blind then. Pretty much, it's a blind raise. Okay, but what it, what it does, it affords you last to act on the first round. So. You know, you got the small blind, the big blind, and then you got the, the one straddle. Well, instead of, you know, as the cards go out and, you know, instead of you being the first act, man, you'd have the, you'd have the option last. Got you. So you're, you're kind of buying the button. Mm-hmm. The button's always the last act. So it's kind of a, you buy the button. Got you. I, it, it'd be, it's very advantageous too, especially because you, I mean, people are going to have to, people are going to have to call your blind raise just to even, just to even see a flop. But you get the, you get the, so you get the option to look at your cards after everyone else has. And if you have a, uh, if you have a good, if you have a good starting hand, man, you can definitely raise. Or if you feel like there's a lot of people around the table, um, or uh, some people around the table who have, uh, joined light, which, you know, which means, you know, they don't have a, a very good hand, but they're willing to have a small bet just to see what comes. So there's, you know, there's, there's definitely some strategy. Um, oh, since you're last to act, you could even bump it up more then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's also a way to build a pot. You know, I mean, if you want the game to escalate, um, if you feel like you know you have a um, an advantage, you know, over the over the other people, and you feel like you know playing for a bigger amount of money would cause extra stress on somebody, you know, then you could, you could opt to bump it up just so they have to play out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Especially if they're already short stacked, if they come in with a low bankroll, yeah, yeah. put the pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we get away from this, uh, I saw before I came on here, Justin, Justin Gaithy said, he said, I'll show up and start throwing dollies. If the UFC gives the ir- irrelevant Conor McGregor the next title shot, I mean, you know, I, obviously, man, Conor is a huge draw. He's definitely a, a money maker for the UFC. I agree. Um, but 
like we were talking about Tyron Woodley earlier, you know, how he was the champ and then he just fell off, you know, and just started on this big losing streak. You know, Connor is in the kind of in the same boat. You yeah. know, they're both good talkers. They're both stirred up. They both grab interest. But Connor's um, lost what last three or four straight. He did win one against Cowboy Cerrone. Oh yeah, yep. Um, but you know, he lost to Khabib and he's lost uh, to Dustin twice. And you know, and he's plus he, you know, he broke his he broke his dang leg. Yeah, you know, in the last one. So yeah, I mean, I would I would I would be upset too if I was you know one of the other guys that had contender potential for sure you know yeah. hey you pick the the money guy over the talent so i don't really blame him and he and and he is a tough guy oh yeah for sure gaithy yeah i ain't thing. gonna talk no shit no man, <laughs> tough as a bag of rocks uh so i you were talking earlier about the employee deal mm-hmm. did you see what the white house said this week no. i think your problems are gonna be changing pretty damn soon oh gosh what they uh they're not going to cancel the student loan debt. You know, that was been the big push from, from all these young Democrats is, oh, we need to cancel student loan debt. We need to cancel student loan debt. And so they put a mandatorium on it after COVID started where nobody's paid student loan payments for the last two years now. Wow. And so White House announced this week, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Student loans start back in February. <laughs> Fucking rabble rousers. Rabble, 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 rabble came Enjoy out. Enjoy your 24 months of interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. And, and so, like, they're having a fucking shit fit now. Because now they got to pay their student loans again. Oh. And they're yeah. they're all going, it was, this part of one of the campaign things they was talking about that we should, they're going to cancel student loan debt. They're going to do it. Yeah. So when, it's not raising taxes. <laughs> when has a politician ever, ever stood by what they said during during an election? <laughs> ever. That's ever. Crazy. Good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pay your bills, yo. <laughs> Put the controller down and go fucking flip a burger, man. And get, you know, earn some money, man. So you got all these people who quit their jobs that I'm not paying my student loan debt no more. It's all going to be canceled. Yeah, well, mm. time's up. They're all losing their shit. I ain't about a bunch of freeloading shit. No, no, no. no. We like to pay. Did they end up canceling the uh, child care portion of the of the tax thing? Tax I, I, thing? I know the the Build Back Better thing didn't pass. <laughs> right. I heard about it on Reddit all day yesterday. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Crying about having to pay more taxes. About not getting to pay more taxes now. Yeah. Fuck them. Oh. It's kind of in your wheelhouse, too. An Arkansas server says she was fired after diners left her a $4,400 tip. Said she was what? Fired. Uh, Ryan Brandt was one of two servers waiting on a party of more than 40 people at Oven and Tap in Bentonville, Arkansas on Friday. When it came time to pay the bill, each diner left a $100 tip for a collective $4,400 for two waitresses. It was an incredible thing to do, and see her reaction was awesome. To see what that meant to her, the impact that it had on her life already, recalled one of the diners, Grant Wise. Wise, who owns a real estate company, said he called ahead to the restaurant and asked about the tipping policy to make sure that everything would go smoothly. But he he told Nextstar KNWA, Things did not go according to plan. 
I was told that I was going to be given cash. <clears throat> I was told I was going to be giving my cash over to the shift manager. And I'd be taking home only 20% Brant told. Brant said the restaurant asked her to share the tip with her coworkers. Something she said had never happened in the three and a half years that she worked at Oven and Tap. Why said pooling the tips with those who didn't wait on this on his party was not his intention. He asked the restaurant to return the gratuity and he gave the cash to Brant outside. Brant said Brant said after that she was fired, leaving her no way to cover her bills. It was devastating. I borrowed a significant amount for student loans. Most of them were turned off because of the pandemic, but they're turning back on in January, and that's a harsh reality. Brant said the restaurant told her she was let go because she violated policy by telling Wise about the pooling of tips. KNWA asked Oven and Tap if that was true. They declined an interview, but did provide KNWA with a statement. After dining, this large group of guests requested that their gratuity be given to two particular servers. We fully honored their request. Out of respect for our highly valued team team members, we do not discuss the details surrounding the termination of an employee. Now, Wise has started an online fundraising campaign to help Brant out. So, yeah, this guy owns a real estate business. I guess we have a like, Christmas party there or something. Had two servers. Everybody put in 100 bucks, 4400 be split between two servers. Boss Restaurant said, let me have that back. You get 20%. We're giving everybody else. We're going to do tip share on this, on this t- table. Just started it, just that one thing. Right then, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'd be pissed off too, man. I I mean, hell yeah, I every, would be. Everybody should be pissed off at that. Shit. Serving a table that size, I mean, even two people, that's 20 people you have to take care of each. That's a lot. You deserve a good tip over that. Oh, yeah. Here they were trying to give back around Christmas and stuff, and you got some dipshit restaurant owner say, no, we're going to do it tonight. Mm. Yeah, that's that's lame. You you've always said that you didn't like tip share. No, it's because pe- people who could just be so damn dishonest and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's all about it. That's all about being honest, especially with the cash. You know, I mean, if you if and and it don't it doesn't teach you anything. No, it, when I work for you, if you hustled, you could make some money. If you want to get there and run those roads hard, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't teach you anything. No, so yeah, I ain't about that. <laughs> Oh, let's see. What else did I have? Um. Oh, the, the the Jesse Smollett case happened this past week. The guy who said he was he was tried to hang in in mega country in downtown Chicago during a blizzard. Uh, he, I think he got guilty on all charges except for one. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> Horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I didn't see, I didn't see a whole lot of what all, you know, went down after or during the trial or any of that stuff like that. But, uh, I do know, man, that was some, that's some pretty crazy stuff when it was going around. I mean, it was just from the get go. Everybody was like, oh, oh, racist, racist in Chicago. You know, Chicago is a hotbed of racism during a blizzard trying to hang a guy and pour bleach on him. Like, and didn't he walk around with like a noose on his head for like a half a day or something? He, he, like he kept it around his neck till the cops got there so they could see it. Yeah. You know, I was like, really? <laughs> this souvenir. <laughs> Would it be the first thing you pull off that really happened to you? So like, what, was the, what was the final? I mean, what they what happened to him? Did you just get like, they got five 
five charges. I don't know if they're going to sentence him to any time or not. Yeah, that's what I was asking. I, I don't know. They'll do that later. I guess if they do it, it's probably going to be on a fine or something. He'll walk his, talk his way out of it. You know, there's no justice in this country. Um, oh, I watched, there's a, there's a YouTube channel called audit the auditor or audit the audit. And this guy's a, a, a um, lawyer and he watches like um, videos of like police behaving badly or whatever and grades both the police and uh, the person that they're interacting with on how they on on the on how they handle the situation from 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 a standpoint of law and um he showed one happen over in um like Gunnersville Guttersville, Alabama and this lady was like in on her lunch break at work and so she went to the park and just parked her car and was going to take a nap the police must start beating on the window hey What's going on? She's like, I'm trying to take a nap. We've had reports about people being in this park, and you know, you're sitting here. She's like, I'm taking, I'm trying to sleep, I'm trying to take a nap for my lunch. And we need you to identify yourself. She's like, I ain't done nothing. Why would I want to identify myself? And they pretty much yank her out of this car and not threaten to take her to jail for obstruction of justice or some bullshit. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're like, we'll hold you in jail for up to 90 days if you don't want to identify yourself. I mean, just, it's crazy. And the guy who does videos is like, that's not true. You can't do it under Alabama law. Here's the, here's the statute of where it's at and everything. And so I come to find out her dad is a former attorney general of the state of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops, Daisy. So now, uh, she has, she has like a, a lawsuit against the city of, of Guttersville and she's like suing the city and plus the sheriff or, or the chief of police, somebody. Yeah. Just like total Damn. retardation. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and bad luck for all. Yeah. Oh, did you see where the, uh, uh, university of Pennsylvania pen, they had, a uh, one of their, one of their swimmers, she, Broke the uh, the record like by a lot, but I mean, wasn't she used to be a guy? Or she is a guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it or not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't read a whole lot into. I mean, I didn't read the whole article or anything like that. Yeah, but, but it wasn't like it wasn't like he beat the record by a little bit, like by a lap and a half or something. More than that, <laughs> he was sitting in the water watching everybody else swim, like for. A good 45 seconds before second place got done. Wow. Just chilling. So, so it, it, it's still a male. It's just, he just say, he just, he just saying he's a female. I, I, I don't think, I think, I think he's pre-op. I don't know. Oh, I don't think he's anything chopped off or anything. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? You're on that mic. Pretty, you're ready to pot pounce. Build back better. <laughs> With, I mean, this has been a this has been an ongoing debate now for close close ten years now. Should should they be able to? And Tank as liberal as 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 more liberal leaning as she is, she's like they should not be competing in female sports. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a total disadvantage for any. The whole reason they had women's and men's is for. 
women to be on an equal playing ground and for men to be on an equal playing ground. It's just like the, when you had transgendered women fighting MMA in the women's division, and it was just some dude beating the, like beating the ever-loving shit out of a woman, literally beating her almost to death. Should it be allowed? Oh, man, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of, you're going to get those people, man, that are just going to argue the hell out of it just because that person says they're a, a, a female or whatever, yeah. just to do it, you know. But I'm kind of like you. I mean, I think there should be some sort of, or what you were saying anyway is, I mean, you know, guys with guys and girls with girls, you know, biologically, however you started, you know, is kind of the way it should be a little more probably well, if, to make if, it fair. If I walked out here and said, I identify as a woman and I'm now going to break the female deadlifting record for that, for that 30 seconds. Could I, could I be a woman and have the world record in deadlift? Hmm. Is that how that works? I'd cheer you on. <laughs> I would have no doubt you would. It'd be a hell of a onesie you'd have on too. <laughs> Pigtails and all, man. Right. I ain't got it in a braid, man. You have to get me a wig or something. <laughs> no. All mine's gone. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been been playing some more stuff on the Oculus. Uh, I did find a poker game in VR. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I was telling Jed about it. It was like me and two other guys just kind of chatting, you know. And it was like nine year olds joined the table, and it's like rah, 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 screeching, you know. It's just Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I was like, God, that kid will not, this kid will not shut up. You know, and the dude's like, you can still hear them? I'm like, yeah, he goes, I muted them as soon as they came in here. I was like, how do I do this? Like, hold all the fingers down, you trigger. I'm like, yeah. And when I held, he's like, there's a thing for options. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, pick that up. So I picked up the options thing and put it over here. And it popped up around Will, and one of the options was mute. And when I picked it, it turned into a gun. <laughs> he's like, point at the one you want to mute. <laughs> so when I pointed and pulled the trigger, it shot tape over there. <laughs> this so fucking satisfying then the rest of the time we were playing they all had tape over their mouth all these kids listen had tape over their mouth so me and him i was like that's that's pretty good i just i was downloaded this game it's like yeah it's pretty good um they have like have like uh tournaments they run on there then they have like just sit down cash games it's pretty fun. Have you been doing any more of the boxing? Oh yeah, I've been you know, just being in pain. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. A lot of pain. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the uh, rust knocked off because I've, I've got a bet with a guy. Uh, I, I met on Facebook. His brother's got a pretty good sized YouTube channel. And uh, uh, Zach, if you hear this, I'm coming to, to take your money. Um, just be prepared. We got a bet. We both weigh about the same thing. And so, starting January first, for a hundred bucks, we're having a race of two fifty. First one in two fifties has gets a hundred bucks from another person. Wow. So uh Zach, if you hear this, gird your loins, son. Because I'm gonna take you down to Chinatown. Well, I noticed those eight boxes of X Lax in there. I didn't know. <laughs> Shh. That's my secret, man. <laughs> Damn it. I thought, ooh, Christmas chocolates. No, no. That's no. that's New Year's chocolate. <laughs> my hooker by crook, man. I'm gonna win that hundred bucks. <laughs> I gotta do it. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, I've been doing that stuff. Uh, I started the whole metaverse thing going on. I still don't know what all that's about. I'm kind of behind on that. Um, but I found this, uh, this website is called Upland, U-P-L-A-N-D. And it's a reconstruction of the world, like a street for street reconstruction. 
and they've got they've got New Orleans on there. They've got uh, San Francisco, Staten Island, I think Paris. Um, I think Chicago's one of them. But you can buy property on there. And uh, I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Um, it's all done through blockchain. What it boils down to is the property become, becomes an NFT. It's what, what, it, what it is. And, of course, the, the closer you are to more famous things, the more the property is worth. It is free to sign up for. And the currency you use on the website is also a crypto coin called UPX. And so I joined and I found some property in New Orleans. I bought a couple of them with the coins I had accumulated. And you go back every three hours and you can collect you every three hours. It gives you more of the coins. You have to go back and just tap. And I got the app right here. Oh, right here it is. Like that. Hmm. And it pops up. That's where I'm at. And like every every three hours, it, it'll pop up here for you to hit. I've still got about fifty minutes for I can collect my next round. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if it's gonna be worth anything. So what do you? I mean, what did so you had to buy these? Had to buy these tokens. You you get like so you got two, two you got like twenty thousand of them just for signing up. Oh okay. Yeah, and you could take that and go buy a piece buy of property. Land. Yeah, uh-huh. and then they just every three hours it kind of gives you a rent. Mm-hmm. And then and then. So you you just accumulate this? Can yeah. you? Do, I'm sure there's probably an option to buy more to- tokens or something. Yeah, right? I think you can get like um, like twenty thousand tokens for twenty bucks. Well, there you go. You know, or more, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna sit on it. You know, people can can send you offers to buy your property. Um, ones like like property that like down on Bourbon Street, it's all like super expensive. People got in early. And bought, bought a lot of it up, yeah. Crazy. And so now it's like, like there's some places, <clears throat> like in the, in in San, the San Francisco model of it. Some of them are like a hundred million dollars, hundred million tokens. You know, like in really famous areas around San Francisco. I think the whole point is eventually it's going to be part. It's be part of the metaverse. You'll be able to put ads or things on your property, and sell those ads in the property. And the closer you are to something historic, people walk through. The more you're gonna be able to charge for ads, the more properties will be worth, so on and so forth. You know, if it gets to that point, I'll be able to put our put our podcast episodes on my property. People can walk by and just click on one of the episodes, listen to part of it, hmm. stuff like that. So very cool. I'm trying that out and see how it works out. I don't know if it's gonna be worth anything or not. So what do you think about the metaverse, Judd? What do you what's your take on it? I know nothing about it. You know everything about it, dude. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's a cool idea, you know, the way uh, things are moving into, you know, technology and, you know, future plans for, you know, different gaming options and that kind of stuff. And I know absolutely jack shit about NFTs. I I don't get that at all. Um, But I think I think it could be a big thing if. uh, If people kind of latch on to it you think gaming will help, help push that oh it's got to yeah if, if it doesn't then it, it's dead it's dead yeah but i think there's enough you know uh, there's enough younger people 
that got into, you know, the whole Dogecoin thing. Right. And made a hell of a lot of money at 17, 18 years old. Yeah. So, you know, and gaming connects a lot of people. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, that's a that's a worldwide industry. So, I, yeah, I think it's a I think it could be huge if it's done well, and you get the right people involved in you know publishing games and getting people that know the ins and outs of putting out a you know a triple A title. Um, as as far as you know, and a regular game goes, yeah. you know, just a regular video game, but. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunity in it, I think, to to grow it nonstop. I think there's a lot of opportunity in it for for people like us, independent creators, mm-hmm. um, people doing podcasts or YouTube or whatever it may be. Yeah, um, I'm with you. The whole NFT NFT thing. So article today, this guy who's been doing uh, like deviant art for years mm-hmm. quit doing it. People were, were taking his art and making NFTs out of it and sure. selling them. Sure. And I mean, you're an artist. Nancy's an artist. And you're very talented. Um, it, it sucks making them in your house and stealing one of your paintings. Yeah. You know, and then selling it and making thousands off of it or millions, whatever it may be. Yeah. So well, it's like somebody sampling a, a, a part of a song mm-hmm. or, you know, for any part of music. Yeah. You know, rappers do it all the time and some get busted, some don't. You know, there's been a lot of money paid out because people just did it. Rob Zombie used to, would do it. He would sample mm-hmm. like old horror movies for his songs, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're like, how'd you get the rights? He's like, I didn't get the rights. I'll just, I'll, if they want to sue me, I'll just pay them for it. Because yeah. it's worth having it in my song, right. you know. Right. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's, I don't know what, what all goes on in the metaverse. I haven't looked that much into it. I haven't either. But I think it's a um, it's a great opportunity for, uh, from the creator side, uh, for us to have another, it's another option to, to move in into that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this or not. Uh, I've known about it probably for a good couple of years. Um, do you not? Not what you think it is. They call them maps. It's an acronym. M A P. Have you ever heard of that before? I don't think so. Since we were just talking about the trans, not the transgender are related to them, but it's kind of the same zeitgeist. MAP stands for Minor Attracted Person. What does that mean? That means pedophile. Yeah, they're trying to re- rebrand pedophiles. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the they and them for the, for the they, pedophiles? They, it's, it's, it's their way of saying, we can't help this. It's the way we were made. Um, Twitter has refused to address it because that's their sexual preference, and they're allowed that. Um, and since Twitter didn't want to do anything about it, some Twitter users did and found out where these people lived and who their employers were and put that on the Internet and contacted their employers. It's like, you know, you're, you're employing somebody who likes to, who's got a thing for, for kids. And so now they're all upset. But I say, you get what you deserve. Could you imagine trying to explain to your dad what a map was? This guy likes, but it's okay because it's his sexual preference. 
He, he wants to diddle kids, but it, it's okay. Yeah. It wouldn't have flown, would it? My dad was a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have came home with some scalps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this is the point we're at now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're at the point now where it's okay if you want to diddle kids. Okay. It, it's it's okay. It's just it's just the way you are. Well, I don't know. I, I, Get ready to hit that the more you know button because <laughs> I'm about to say something. Go ahead. No, the fuck, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just that's fuck. I mean, but of all the fuckery, of all the fuckery. See, I don't bring up stuff like this a lot because I know that you want to be happy, shiny. All that you know in the, on this show, it was some good news, but fuck, something's got to be done. It's got to be. I'm not calling for violence or anything. I'm just saying, you know, people are gonna fuck around and find out one yeah, day. Yeah, you know, be some fuck around and find out. Actually, <laughs> sure. Yeah, if if all they did was call those people's employers and been like, "Hey, guess what? You got off lucky." <laughs> Worst things could have happened. Y'all got the Sesame Street edition of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I heard about that probably a couple of years ago. I'm like, surely, surely it's a joke. No one really, no one really, it's, it's, it's a bad joke. No one really is attracted to kids and trying to re, rebrand themselves. That's what they're doing. They're trying to rebrand being pedophiles. We're not pedophiles. We're, we're, we're just attracted to minors. And that's okay. No, it's not. Oh, it's just, just eloquently put it. No, the fuck it's not. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't understand, you know, trying to explain it away. That'd be something that we, you should be embarrassed about or try to figure out how to get rid of it or something. I mean, there's just so much extreme shit going on that, hey, you have to be tolerant of my whatever right now. You have to be. You have, yeah, you have to be tolerant of it. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't or the Bible come out. You can't say anything, yeah, negative about what what my opinion is or whatever. Hey, man, that's that's great. You you do your own thing as long as you ain't hurting nobody. And messing around with a kid is hurting somebody. Yeah. So no, man, I I don't get no tolerance for that either, man. I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm zeroed out on that. As a as a libertarian, I believe that uh, adults can do whatever they want to. As long as everybody's consenting, as long as no one is saying no and it's still happening, it's it's fine. Got no problem with it. Um, when I when I first got in libertarianism, a guy told me he said libertarians, uh, they want to stay out of your wallet and out of your bedroom. You know, where, where the left wants to get into your wallet to get more tax money, and the right wants to try to try to be the moral high ground and everything. Libertarians are like, as long as you ain't hurting anybody do whatever you want to and that's kind of where i've been you know you've done business deals with a handshake before i'm sure oh yeah yeah if you can't go back to that what can you go to you know it's nice being able to i mean i had it with my shop you know i'd ask somebody to do something for me and like how much is it gonna cost this much i shake their hand they'd come do something i give them the cash we never get lawyers involved in shit They're right you know and we're missing a lot of that nowadays. Everybody's looking for a reason to sue. Everybody's looking looking for a reason to try to get one more dollar out of you. Quick money. Yep. That's what it is. Looking for quick money. How's Mike doing, man? Working his fingers to the bone from what you talked earlier. He is, man. He's uh he's 
um, got been having, you know, some, some medical issues and kind of getting the run around, um, with the hospital and the doctor and the, uh, insurance and everybody getting on the same page. Um, each procedure has uh, several different codes. Yeah. And insurance will cover some of those codes, but not all of them. So sometimes the doctor just has to go in, get the same procedure done, just recode it in order for the insurance to pay for it. So right. he's, he's, he's going through that. And what, you know, once, once you go see a doctor and they're like, okay, this is what we need to do. So here's the procedure and here's what we need to do. I'll go ahead and schedule that. We get there that day and then they say, okay, well, man, it's your, your insurance isn't jiving with it. Why not tell, you know, and his thing is, why not tell me that? day before yeah you know or anytime i'm here to have it done so now you have to you know work backwards you have to get call the insurance people tell them what's going on they explain the fact that hey it's just a miscoding now you got to go back to the doctor through his nurse get him to recode it get it all sent back and then reschedule another you know and it's just it's just a very drawn out and process and of course his patients are are completely gone with it, you know. <laughs> he's over it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's so upset, and and he hurts a lot, though, man. I mean, I, I mean, he he just hurts a lot. I mean, all over, not just anything in particular, but he's got he's got quite a few um, dings and scratches and dents and stuff, man. That he needs he needs some, you know, healing time with. But he just works so daggum hard, man. Yeah. I and mean, a lot of a lot of the stuff he does is just wore him out over the years and. Landscape, it ain't no joke, dude. That's that's some man, that's some I'll fucking you, field work. Yeah, and especially, I mean, it's not just getting out, man, and slinging a, a weeder or a blower. I mean, of course, he does all that type of stuff too. But a lot of what he does is is moving plants, re uh, designing. You well, know, that stonework walkways. you were talking about earlier. Yeah, he's yeah. doing like like a big walkway right now, and um, you know, it's a lot of heavy heavy stuff, you know, to do and. It's just a lot of handwork, you know, and, uh, and you know, I, I, whenever I have days off or whatever and I get, I get caught up, man, I always, you know, holler at him and say, hey, man, do you need any help over there today? Is there anything, man, that I can come over and not screw up? I mean, can, you got, can I water the plants? Can I, I mean, whatever, what, dummy work. You got a rake? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll help you any way I can. I just don't want to mess something up. So a lot of the times uh, I'll go over and water. I mean, he's got several several things going on you know so i'll go over and just take something small off of him uh this past week we uh got a uh there's a big house a uh, big front yard and a big backyard and got all their leaves uh blown up in this huge pile that was literally about half the size of this room <laughs> about four feet deep and uh we got all of that bagged up and moved and and stuff which i mean by himself Oh my gosh, man! It had taken it had a, a job half a day. I mean, both of us, man, we were getting it. We were trying to beat the sun going down, and you know, I mean, freezing to death. Yeah, I mean, it was just so we were we were cramming it in. We were out there ginning, and um, and it still took almost three hours. Damn. Yeah. So anyway, other than that, I mean, you know, he's um, he's getting ready. He's 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 coming around, you know, to the where he's ready to start dating again, and. And things like that, but I think his main priority right now is his health. He's trying to mm-hmm. trying yeah, to for get for sure, yeah. Get back. He, but 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 
The man's in phenomenal shape. He goes to the gym quite often, um, five times a week at least. He plays racquetball. He's uh, always in the steam room and the sauna and swimming laps. And um, and, he, and plus, he's an incredible jump roper. He, I don't even know how you, I, I guess that, whatever, but he likes to Jumpist, jump rope. Jump roper. <laughs> and uh, so he's got a, um, a goal set of doing 200 skips in a minute. <laughs> And uh, and he and he can get pretty dang close. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. He that dude. That's booking it. I'm <laughs> like, dude. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's in great shape. He just got some dings that he needs to, you know, tighten up a little bit. Um, and I think that he'll be he'll be back on track. We used to during the off season for, for football uh, on non weight days, we would skip rope as part of one of our circuits. Mm-hmm. I was pretty damn good in high school. I mean, I, I we would just plug them at crossovers and everything else. Did did a lot of it. A few years later, after I blew my knee out, I tried doing it. Can't yeah. do it no more. Yeah, <laughs> when you do it with one legged, it, it, it ain't, ain't as easy. <laughs> <laughs> it probably definitely cut down on the speed and the number of. Man, I was like, why can't I jump on this? Oh yeah, I forgot I blew it out. I can't jump on that leg anymore. Yeah, that that uh, that, that put a hurting on on my my jump rope back in the day. I used to love doing it. It was a great conditioning tool, for yeah. sure. Speaking of, I just mentioned racquetball, which made me think of, um, you know, I'm, I've been this last uh, two months. I've been learning to juggle. Oh, yeah, and uh, and and what I've been doing is whenever I go over to the to the big gym that Mike works out at, there's there racquetball courts in there. So what I'll do is I'll grab like a small container and put, you know, five or six racquetballs in it. Go to an empty court. And just practice my juggling in there. That way, if I, I don't have anything to step on, it's well lit. You know, if they're, if I, whenever I drop them, they're not going far. You know, it's yeah. easy for me to go. I'm not kicking the cat or, you know, hanging over the coffee table. <laughs> Throwing yeah. shit in the fish tank. In the fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, man, this, this past week while I was in there, um, I broke two records, uh, for myself. I, I'd initially set myself a goal of getting a hundred. Rotations, yeah, hundred, yeah. hundred catch. So um, up until this past week, uh, my record was uh, eighty three or so. And this week, um, I got one hundred three. Hell yeah! And then the very next night, man, I got one hundred four. Oh shoot! So <laughs> <laughs> double up, double up. Yeah, so I was really excited about that. Awesome. Uh, That's great, man. It's always good to be good. It's good to be improving no matter what you're doing. Whether it be juggling or, or something with your job or what. That's, yeah, once you, stagnation is a big problem mm-hmm. it, with, with anything in our life, I think. You know, being, a, being a better employee, being a better husband, being a better juggler. It, it's so easy just to stagnate on anything you do in your life. Yep. And to constantly, oh, oh, is that Miss Alabama? Hit her up one time. There we go. Because <laughs> she'd go, he didn't push my button this week. <laughs> her button. Yeah, her buttons are going to be pushed. Anything else been going on this week at all? Mm, man. Um Seems like there was something in the middle of the week, man. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you guys about. Uh, we did some Jello shots 
uh, I made I made Jello shots, um, a different batch. I, I know I brought some last time or so, but this this, this I made some more. And uh, damn, so the other night, um, I got I got I, I just got wired up, man. Out the man, I'm gonna have a drink tonight. Of course, man. I mean, I'll, I'll you know I'll have some drinks from time to time. But I thought to myself, man, I'll do some Jello shots. I you sell? I'm co- yeah, but I was, Woo, I was at the, it's well, a party. No, I had the cat. <laughs> my cat bucket. Bouncing off the walls. <laughs> my, yeah, my cat bucket, man. He you named a, your cat Bucket. Bucket, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And uh I don't even want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> um so I get to the house, man, and I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, man, I'm I'm ready, so I'm already comfortable, I'm relaxed, I'm I'm in the zone. I go to the refrigerator, man, completely out. Oh no. I'm like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So I just go put my clothes back on, put my shoes back on, and go to the store, go to the restaurant, man, where I got them stored. You know, I was like, "Oh, you, hell, man, I'm gonna go get some more." Yeah, I just got some more, man. I was like, "Let's do it." So yeah, I brought another box of them home. So I've been, I've been kicking them back left and right. I just, I, I, I can't do them like I used to. It, it is like a punch in the mouth every time I do one now. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. <laughs> when he says his bucket, I just pictured like. A cat, like bucket head, like the KFC, KFC bucket, bucket, little KFC bucket on his head. Yeah. Oh, oh well, see, he was so small when I brought him home, man. I brought him home in a Mena bucket. Oh, okay. And um, what are you naming Mena? Yeah, I like bucket. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Did anything happen with you? You think of this week that you want to talk about? We covered about everything tonight. No, you got nothing. Nothing comes to nothing, mind. Nothing, huh? no. Fantastic. Well, thanks for bringing content to the show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, me and me and um, Addison have been in talks. Uh, so we're setting up a merchant merchandise store on the Tripod uh, website. So um, next week, next time I come over here, whenever it is, bring uh, something y'all would want to wear, like in a picture or something. Because I'm going to get the girl who did... Um, the art for my podcast cover mm-hmm. to do one of us have like a boys t-shirt. Um, I got oh, three, cool. three, or, three or four of the designs I'm going to run around. So people out there, if you want to buy a shirt, to support the hango show and tripod, it should be up on the, I think we're shooting like maybe for February to get it all squared away, get things going. Man, that'd be super cool. Yeah. So we got that coming. Uh, I'll, I'll just update whenever I hear something from, the corporate overlord, I'll update and let everybody know what's going on. Um, but I hadn't messed up tonight. I had that mic up the whole time. I hope the recording sounds okay. Yeah, those snicker bars over there may have been pretty quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the headphones hanging from it, so I'm hoping it wouldn't pick up any kind of feedback or anything. I think we would have heard it if we would have. Um, the noise gate probably took care of that. I hope so. So, man, do you do? I know we were just kind of just background talking about crypto and stuff. Do you do y'all do any? Do you do any crypto? I hadn't done in a while. I did like for a hot minute, but yeah, I was, yeah. I, I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. Um, I, 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 how do I say this? I'm I'm not sure if Bitcoin is still what it's set out to be. I'm not I'm not sure if it's not being manipulated now by somebody by some other everybody got their hand in the pile now you know uh when when corporations start getting into it i'm like hang on a second 
you know, this ain't what it was back, you know, in shit, 2010 or whatever, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, you can, you can easily buy Bitcoin, but which isn't a bad thing, but I just don't know if it's as altruistic as it's set out to be. If it's not being managed some other way. I mean, if, if the, if it's truly a blockchain technology and it's truly set to only meant 2 million of them or 20 million of them, I think that's probably still true, but I'm not sure if the price isn't being manipulated in some way or some form or fashion. I'll never forget, man, sitting in my office and you coming up there and telling me about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally, man, the very first time I ever heard about Bitcoin, man, he comes to the office he's like, man, you heard about Bitcoin? This is the next big thing right here. Yeah. And it was like, it was like 200 bucks a piece or some shit like that. I was like, what? For one? What the hell is that, <laughs> man? I could buy like 10 shares of Apple with that, man. What the hell? <sighs> I wish I'd have, I wish I, you know, would have. <laughs> now it's 55,000, I think, yeah, for one. Done, yeah. Done something crazy with it, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, only up, I have that uphold. I just started it. That, that's going to be its own little. I was thinking crypto. I know we'd mentioned it before, man, just talking to Brandy and things like that. And, um, but I heard Judd say, you know, uh, Money that you can afford to lose or, or whatever, yeah. which, which always kind of, you know, we're all gamblers, you know, old school, just, you know, and I just figured that that would be something, man, that you'd be kind of gambling with on the side, you know, kind of your, it's kind of something that you'd be. I would if it into. wasn't so damn scammy now. There, Cause there's, there's 50 damn crypto, crypto coins come out every hour now. Yeah. And 49 and a half of them are scams. Um, some lady had a had a um wrote up in the cryptocurrency subreddit that she started her own crypto and had it worth fifteen million within a day or worth fifteen thousand a piece within a day because she found out a way to dupe the coding and kept and so it looked like she, looked like she was buying more of them which drove the price up and caught everybody's attention they started buying into it too wow you know she was able to easily just manipulate through coding and stuff. And so now what are we doing? We're, we're buying numbers in a code, yeah. you know, matrix money, right? Um, Bitcoin, the way Bitcoin was set up, I like it was a way for me and you to do a transaction online and not have to reveal who we really were. I don't think it spoke with the money. You had something that I wanted or you had a, a service that I wanted. I could send you that money anonymously you could get paid anonymously. I wouldn't know where you lived. I wouldn't know what your name was. Mm-hmm. We would just have a very, again, very libertarian thing. I'm giving you money. You're giving me a service. We ain't got to know each other. Yeah. You know, I like that aspect of it. But now, a lot of these crypto coins, hey, one other day that launched in, in England, it was supposed to be like one for like, uh, like a DoorDash crypto of some sort. It wasn't DoorDash, but it was set up to be like DoorDash. They had a big launch party. It was a really high-end nightclub in, in London. And like 20 minutes in, into it, the crypto was gone. They went to bind it up, and the guys rug pulled it. Oh, my And gosh. deleted the website, everything, gone with the money. Wow. That's the problem with crypto now. Everybody and their grandma's making one. Yeah. We got a Hango coin going. We'll pull a rug pull. What we want to do, you know? I wouldn't do that. No, Stevie, let's do it. Do it. 
Let's get the, t- let's get the t-shirt up first. <laughs> Seattle <laughs> sale. Go from there. The only way you can buy our t-shirts is to buy an the, NFT. The, tri- the tripod yeah. coin. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to buy the NFT t-shirt first. The NFT shirt. <laughs> the NFT shirt. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't think I had anything else tonight. Let me check right quick. Make sure we're all good. I don't want to check my email. Shut up. Um, Got all y'all shopping done, any of that Christmas man, stuff? Man, everybody has got their presents already. You're I good. handed that shit out. I'm working Christmas. I got you. So I'm going to be sleeping. Don't give a shit. Y'all doing anything for New Year's? Working. Working. That's it, though. I meant like New Year's Eve night. Well, work until 7. We need, to, we, we, yeah, <laughs> we need to kick it. You want to come over here? Oh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk Miss Alabama into doing something. That'd be great. Yeah, would y'all man. come over here? We'll have some drinks, record a little bit, just fuck around. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't. I'm literally, man, just working. That's all. I, I mean, she had talked about going to the to the beach, but I'm thinking, man, that you know, I mean, I, I'm for sure gonna have to work Saturday. I mean, it's just not a yeah. not a way around. But that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. You want to do that, John? I'm down. I mean, I know I'm not as cool as your other friends, but. We can make do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, check the show notes for deals from our sponsors like ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, and save 15% on your next order from premium CBD. Also, check out mydelta8.com. Check out The Hango Show on all the socials at The Hango Show. Harpoon, Jut, love you guys. I love all y'all out there. We'll see you next time. Bye.